What's the secret to your hair, Dr. Lisa? I get that question so much. And what I have changed recently is using my Nourish Collagen Peptides from the Nourish Balance Thrive line. As you know, before I ever put my name on anything, I test it out for months. And so therefore, I have been using this product for a long time before it ever became available to you guys. Why am I loving this product so much more than any other ones that I've ever used? A, this is grass-fed collagen. So if you are dealing with post-COVID hair loss, if you are dealing with a Hashimoto's diagnosis or a hypo or just low thyroid diagnosis and you're losing your hair, or maybe you're noticing your hair just isn't as thick as it used to be when you were in your 20s, right? There's so many of us noticing that. You might want to add some collagen into your routine. And the Nourish Collagen Peptides is from grass-fed cows, so you're going to love that. You're not going to get all the nasty hormones or whatever else that might be in conventional products. I am always looking for the cleanest source available. What else? If you're looking in the mirror and you're noticing those laugh lines, or if you can pinch your skin and it doesn't like rebound back as fast as it used to, that means the elasticity of your skin just isn't there and we want to rebuild it, nourish it so it can thrive, right? So the Nourish Collagen Peptides will do just that. And obviously as a chiropractor, I love this because it is good for your joint health as well. So Nourish Collagen Peptides has type 1 and type 3 collagen peptides in it, which are great for, like I said, hair, skin, and nails. So if you are dealing with laugh lines or thinning hair or creaky joints, you're going to want to grab a container of the Nourish Collagen Peptides. You can mix it into your smoothies, into your coffee. You can mix it into like your brownies if you're eating that drlisao.com, click the shop link or click the link below. An Ironic Media Production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. Hey there, Rockstar. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while, trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant, best version of you. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. It's your host, Dr. Lisa O, and here is another episode with just you and me, and I'm answering the questions you guys have sent in whether it's over in our Ketone Your Health Facebook group or whether it's over on Instagram. Um, We're going through the different questions to make keto living simple for you along with healthy living simple. So today we're going to talk about the grocery store because it's something way too often if we don't understand that it is a game that's being played, we may lose at that game. And, uh, I'm going to give you some tips and tricks to make sure that we are successful in this because like I always tell people, if it's not in your house, it's really hard to eat it. So what that means is that we've got to be strategic while we're at the grocery store to make sure that we're choosing the right options so that way we're not going to fail later on. So are you ready to get started? Here's some of the biggest things. Um, I want to just give you those little strategic steps. Like you always hear me saying, it's not one of those things that we wake up when we're 40 years old saying, man, I'm so glad I feel this way. 
this was exactly what I wanted for my life. I wanted to hurt when I got out of bed. I wanted to feel lousy. I wanted to be overweight. I wanted to just have, you know, none of us woke up saying that that's what we were hoping to be. That was our goals and our aspirations at 40. But unfortunately, a lot of us do end up there. And so here are my little tips and tricks that if we are there to help make our next decade or two decades or three decades or four decades better. And that way, when we're 60, 70 and 80, we feel better than we did in our 40s. Or if you're in your 20s, I want you to feel better in your 40s than you did in your 20s. Right. So that's where we're at. Um, so some of the different things we need to realize when we're walking into the grocery store, we're being marketed to all the time. Like as soon as you walk in the store, the marketing is at play based on the things that are on the end caps for you, based on the locations of the, think of like the cereal aisle as to what row it's on in the store. They want your dollars. They are competing for your dollars. They strategically place things in the healthy food section. So think of where your produce is at and they throw unhealthy things next to it. Like the perfect option would be like, Hey, while you're buying these strawberries, don't you want all these extra things to go with them? Right. You think of it like, Oh, there's the whipped cream that we can put with it. There's the strawberry shortcake we can put with that, or we could just eat the strawberries, right. That would be a much healthier option. So that's one example. So I want you to realize as soon as you're walking into the grocery store, you are being marketed to, and we are going to be much more susceptible to that marketing if we don't a realize it but also if you're hungry i mean we've all heard it don't go to the grocery store hungry don't go online shopping when you're hungry right like it's one of those things like it's with uh the course of the last several years i even find myself i order a lot more from thrive market i order a lot more from vitacost um but don't do that when you're hungry granted it's not going to show up at your house within an hour i guess if you're doing ship than some of the other ones that could but let's not do that when we're hungry because we understand we're going to be more susceptible to bad food choices i mean common sense I understand that. So I'm sure you're sitting here thinking, thanks, Dr. Lisa, like I could have figured that one out. So I just want to give you like that very basic because we've all been there. I've been there when I've worked a full day and it's eight o'clock at night and I'm leaving my office and I feel like there's nothing at home for me to eat. What am I going to do? Right? Like I'll walk into the grocery store and then all of a sudden you've got a cart of stuff that you're like, what was I thinking? Right. So, so don't be there. I've been there. Like we've all been there. So let's just be strategic with it and realize like, Hey, you know what? Let's plan our meals for the week. Like what I know Thursday is going to be a late night for me. Do I really want to cook something or are there going to be leftovers I can heat up? Or is it going to be a night that I just grab some eggs? Like, cause that's always a real, you know, that's a reality for me a lot of times too, where it's just like, all right, I'm basically going to have a breakfast for dinner, but it's okay. You get some protein in and, um, you know, you guys know that I follow much more of a carnivore lifestyle than, um, than others. So it is, I, I really make sure I do a lot of protein. I've realized that recently I've gotten some different freezer meals, like the, uh, different paleo or keto freezer meals that are out there that are, you know, pretty much all organic. And I just keep laughing because I'm like, Apparently I do eat a lot of protein because if you give me like an ounce of protein in these little freezer meals, that's not enough for me. Actually, that's not enough for anybody. So we've got to supplement some stuff. So if you haven't gone or listened to the podcast that I did on sugar, I want you to go back on that and listen to that one too, because here's the other reality of what we're dealing with. Sugar is a very addictive substance. And so we're going to be more likely to want to purchase those type of products because there's a literal addiction going on within our brain. 
And so if we can cut through that sugar addiction, we're going to be able to not feel like we need to buy all of the X, Y, and Z products. All right. So there's a lot of different things in there. There's different, not just sugar, there's different chemicals in our foods, especially with all the processed foods that make us wanting to come back for more. And I'm sure you've heard of it, the studies where they look at people that do a lot of the artificial sweeteners, like, you know, they're drinking the diet sodas instead of regular soda and whatever else. Those people that are doing the diet sodas tend to like eat extra calories than the ones that are doing the full sugar soda. Um, this is not me saying, Hey, drink regular soda versus diet soda. This is me saying, choose water. But why that is, is because you're never fully satiated and you've never fully taken that, what you're craving for sugar, for sweetness with the artificial sweeteners. I mean, we could do a whole episode just on the toxicity of artificial sweeteners. But the fact is, is that because you're never really truly getting that sugar sensation in your body, you're constantly wanting more calories, but there's a lot of different things. I mean, you can go into the history of aspartame, um, and Donald Rumsfeld, (laughs) I'm sure you remember that name. Uh, there's a whole reason on sucralose actually, um, saccharin and Donald Rumsfeld, I misspoke on that one, but you can go through some of those, but what I don't think a lot of people realize is the way that if, if they're heated and you can sit there and say, well, I, I don't heat my diet Coke. I don't heat my diet Pepsi. Um, but what it converts to is formaldehyde. And so you might not be heating it, but think of things like how long does it sit maybe in a warmer environment during the summertime? Like think of how hot our cars get, like, you know, where are things being stored at? What temperature is it at? So things do happen to these chemicals. Um, and that's when, you know, some people will fight with me and say, I know it says that it will cause cancer, but the amount that they had to feed that rat to get the cancer, but still there's so many studies that are out there that have kind of linked the artificial sweeteners with different diseases. So it's something you might want to go and dig in. If you have a lot of like unexplained symptoms, and you are a huge diet soda drinker, I'm going to really encourage you to start switching on over. And if you need to do some fizzy waters or, you know, add in some different, I always tell people if we're a soda addict and we want that fizz, grab some of the sparkling water and you can go and find the stevia drops. Um, There's flavored drops. There's like root beer flavors. There's orange flavors. There's all sorts of different flavors. It's from sweet leaf you can put some of those drops in there, but you've got to realize stevia, which is from a plant is very sweet in comparison to your aspartame, your saccharin, those type of sweeteners. So oftentimes people will throw an entire packet in their coffee and they're like, that was horrible. Yeah. No, we just need a little teeny tiny bit. So the same thing, if you're going to switch on over to, you know, putting like a drop or two drops of that sweet leaf stevia sweetener into a fizzy water for you. Like that's going to be a nice, easy transition on out of soda. The other one that's out there now. And, and I mean, again, you think back to 20 years ago, if you were trying to kick these habits, none of these options were even available at that point, but there is, um, a product that you can find that's called Zevia, and that is stevia sweetened, uh, soda. So it, there's root beer and there's cola flavors and all that type of stuff. So know that there are healthier options out there. I would really like you to transition out of that. I would really like you just to switch over to drinking water. Um, and then, you know, 
filtered water. And, and again, it's baby steps. So the first thing also that I find so often is if we just start by increasing our water intake, we're going to crave better things too. So let's get back to the grocery store. So we know we're being marketed by the foods that we've already consumed <laughs> and the addiction, addictive nature that there are to them. So now when we actually walk into the store, I want you to realize, like I said, the strategic placement of foods. So think of things like the cereal aisle. What is at eye level for the kids? Because we've all been there. And if you haven't been there personally, you've witnessed it from a family member or you've witnessed it for somebody else in the grocery store. Are we going to argue with our two-year-old when they really want something and they're throwing a fit in the grocery store? We don't right? It would just be easier just so we're not being, you know, drawing attention to us, whatever it is that we just give in. Oh, guess what? Those marketers know that too. So they're going to market things strategically for our children. So in the cereal aisle, think of like, are they throwing grape nuts and all the healthy cereals right at eye level for the kids? No, they're not. Those things are way super up high, right? Everything else for our kids, like all of those unhealthy uh, cereals, along with all the little bonuses that you get in them are all there at eye level for the kids. So pay attention to that. And obviously if we're doing keto, we're probably not going down the cereal aisle to be truthful. It's going to be that moment, like the aisles that you will go down are for really simple strategic things, but otherwise you're going to be shopping the perimeter of the store. So I'll go through that in a second. We're going to kind of workshop out a, a grocery list for you. So that way, the next time you go to the grocery store, it's going to be a little bit simpler for you. So kids, you know, sometimes are influencing our decisions and it's okay because <laughs> it happens and we all know that it happens. So moms, I don't want you to, I don't want you to beat yourself up, but you know, it's probably not the, it is like, we don't, we've all been there. Like when the kid is screaming, it's like, fine, just put it in the cart. I don't even care at this point. Like how many of us have come home with things that we knew that we didn't need the kids didn't need either. Um, there are a lot of buzzwords, especially as consumers, as we all get a little bit more savvy, oh, then the marketers are going to up their game. They're going to become a little bit more savvy with the way that they market to us. So there are certain things, the buzzwords, high protein, whole grain, natural, organic, GMO-free, fat-free, trans fats, sugar-free, keto, all these things, because they know that you're looking for them. So they're going to try to market them. So the best example I have is you think of like the nineties, right? So I was a kid in the eighties. So in the nineties, I'm in high school and that was the big low fat craze. We're all eating low fat, uh, but when you take the fat out, they had to replace it with something. So they replaced it with carbohydrates. They replaced it with sugar. So my classic example is, uh, you know, you think of those snack well cookies, right? So for it to be, you know, fat free, it was a certain amount. And I don't remember exactly what it was like a half of a gram of fat, maybe that could be considered fat free. Um, so the fact, like when we ate the whole box of Snackwell cookies, like we were still consuming a decent amount of fat, but it was the labeling that was, you know, considered fat-free. And then do you remember about the early 2000s, 2005, 2006 ish, people started getting savvy to trans fats. And we understood that the hydrogenated fats were causing a lot of the issues with heart disease, with cholesterol levels, et cetera. And so consumers, we knew, all right, start looking for partially hydrogenated vegetable oils. 
So I seriously remember this. I was in a, in a seminar somewhere where they said, what we noticed is that there was a big, um, oh, what are they called? I don't want to use the name brand, but the uh, palm oils that were in, you know, kind of like lard, but it wasn't lard uh, that all of our grandmas used for cooking, right? So, you know, that company, um, it used to be partially hydrogenated palm oil. And then they changed it. I kid you not after all of this to fully hydrogenated palm oil. And so somebody had called at the company or at the seminar had called the company to say, Hey, out of curiosity, I know that they're saying like, you know, I'm looking at this. I noticed there was a change in your label. Could you tell me why customer service rep was like, well, there are, you know, some scientific studies coming out that partially hydrogenated oils can be bad for us. So they literally changed it to fully hydrogenated. So, you know, if you weren't savvy on that, you'd be like, oh, well, partially is bad. Well, fully is even worse. How about that? <laughs> so they are so strategic in their planning, but they want your money. So we've got to be savvy on these. Um, going to the grocery store, usually we're there for a while. So by the time you get to the checkout counter, you know, you could have been in that store for 45 minutes to an hour if you're going up and down every aisle. So of course, what do they place there? You know, at the checkout, right? It's all those snack foods. We're hungry. So maybe we can grab something like that. Um, so what do we do? Like if that's the case, and if we are going to the grocery store and we're hungry, obviously being aware of it, but looking more for some good proteins right away, uh, things that are going to keep your blood sugar stable. And if you needed to crack into something in the grocery store, because how often do you have, you know, people end up doing that, grab something like some almonds or something like that. And then you go up to the grocery or to the counter and you pay for it at that point. But I don't want you to sit there and think, well, I've got the candy bars here. It's easy. It's simple. No, let's find something better. Let's find a better quality protein, a decent fat. So that way you keep your blood sugar stable and you're not going to go into those sugar highs and lows. All right. So let's learn how to nourish our bodies with actual real whole foods. That's how I like keto. I was actually having the conversation with somebody today. They're like, maybe you should be like paleo and not keto. I was like, oh, I'm actually, I am paleo keto to be honest. Right. And so when I kick myself out of ketosis. I'm not doing it with a lot of like rice or that type of things. I'm doing that through sweet potatoes. Um, I'm doing that through my, my more fibrous vegetables. So I'm definitely more like, I am very whole food. I do not do dairy. Like I think most people that know me one-on-one, -on -one, you know, that I don't do dairy. I haven't bought milk in I don't know, 15 years, 20 years. Um, so, oh, what can you put in your coffee? You know what I did to switch out of it, you guys, to be honest, was um, not that I'm not honest, <laughs> but I grabbed, it was Native Forest is the brand. They have a great coconut cream, like it's canned coconut cream. And I switched out and that's how I got rid of dairy out of my coffee because for a long while, I wasn't ever drinking milk, but I would put creamer in my coffee. And then when I switched to that, I was like, oh, this is so good. And I'm at the point now I just drink my coffee black or I put some MCT oil in it or some C60, uh, the really great, the purple power um, oil in it. Uh, my recent kick is I put the C60 purple power in my coffee. So it's just, you know, like MCT, like there's no flavor to it. Um, and I've been adding in a drop, a drop of cinnamon vitality, essential oil from young living. Love it. It's so good. It is so good. So that way I get the MCT. I'm getting all of the antioxidants from the C60 and then just have a little flavor just for fun.
right? Like if you know me, I always tell people like, cause I'm not doing sugar. I'm not doing a lot of, I don't really have many vices. And so coffee is my comfort. And I'm not like, I have, I drink purity coffee out of, I think it's South Carolina. They are amazing. I'll put their link below here too, but, um, no mycotoxins. It's been tested for that. It is clean. It's an organic a coffee. It is amazing. And it's one of those that people, you know, if you stop drinking coffee, sometimes they're like, man, I got the headache, all of that. I don't have an issue with it at all. Like I could stop drinking coffee tomorrow and I'm fine. There's no headaches. And I think a lot of times it's coming from the toxicity level or the different, just whatever chemicals are being sprayed on it. If it's not organic, um, coffee has a lot of mycotoxins in it that people don't even know. I learned that from the bulletproof people. I was at a seminar and I, I was like, I drink organic coffee. He's like, yeah, I get that. But uh, the fact is, is all the other countries test for mycotoxins and we don't. So where do you think they're coming from? And I was like, oh, you're joking, really? So that's when I started digging into what are mycotoxins? Why is that important? Are they really in my coffee? I need to clear this stuff out. So um, that's what I do. So anyways, let's go back to grocery store. So certain things, like if you're looking at this with keto and you're like, how do I give up some of my favorite comfort foods? Because I know I can't do pasta anymore. Um, there are certain things you can find. They're called zoodles. Um, or zucchini noodles. Like you can find a little spiralizer. We can get that on Amazon. Um, and you can make your own noodles that way. There are in certain grocery stores that you can find them. They're already pre-made and that's fantastic. I think you can even find them in the freezer section, like green giant has them. Uh, so again, if you're not hundred percent organic, that's okay. We're going to take some transitions and some baby steps. I would like in the long, in the grand scheme of things, eating organic is going to be better because you're going to have less toxinic exposure. And so, uh, and as you get to eat more organic, you're going to really notice the flavors in your food and then realize how much your non-organic food really wasn't so flavorful. I noticed that a lot, like, especially if I'm traveling and eating like a regular conventional salad, uh, just how bland things taste versus when you get an organic salad and just the flavor through there. Um, so that's a nice little, you know, pantry switch. That's an easy one, right? I told you about the coconut cream and the coffee to transition out. But the fact is, is if you're doing like big sugar lattes right now, let's start, just start switching on over just to a regular latte. You could add in some of those uh, drops, the stevia, the sweet leaf drops into your coffee to flavor it up. This is when I really like my young living vitality oils. The vitality oils can actually be taken internally and I do not do this with essential oils that are fragrant. Like do not do this with the ones that you're buying at the grocery store that are actually chemicals. I, you only do this on therapeutic grade essential oils. And so that's why I love young living because they actually have the vitality line that is specific to be used that you could take them internally. So these are different ways that you can transition in. Like they've got vanilla or you just go and buy regular old vanilla and throw that in your coffee, right? Along with, if you wanted to do a little drop of stevia, that way you still have the sweet, but you don't have the calories and you don't have the artificial sweeteners of it too. Like we already talked about that. Um, what are some other transitions? Again, people will do bulletproof coffee if they're trying to transition out. And this is something you can put some grass-fed um, butter with a little bit of coconut oil in and whip that up. What else I like adding in is some collagen at that point. Um, Paleo Valley has an amazing bone broth protein that I'll throw in. And that why I really like that. It makes it a really frothy coffee. So if I really wanted to a latte, like that's what I'll use. All right. So that's like my caveat of the little dairy that I will do is grass fed butter. 
that's the extent of what I do that way. All right. So like some different transitions you can start thinking. So breakfast, I always eat cereal or I always eat bagels. Like what can I do differently? This is where we're just going to go back to the basics. Let's go back to like bacon and eggs. Let's grab some sausages. We're going to go and let's look at some proteins. And what else I want you to think about is I want you to cook with either like coconut oil, that coconut oil has a much higher heating point versus olive oil. So I always recommend in my courses and my classes at the office, like we can use olive oil and like avocado oil. That's perfect for our cold foods, but for cooking, I would like coconut oil. So you can find coconut oil basically everywhere now, 15 years ago, you couldn't. So, um, And typically you get them to the point where they're not, they don't taste like coconut. Like, so sometimes people are like, I don't like the taste of coconut. Typically I I don't taste coconut at all anymore when I cook with coconut oil. So think of that. So some of those things might take a little bit more time in the morning to prep than like making cereal, but it's also, you know, this is what the beautiful thing is. If you want to try intermittent fasting, you just skip breakfast, right? So you start with your timer whenever you finish dinner last night or your last snack and just add on 12 hours is our first little uh, stepping point or stepping stone that I have for people. Um, if you've been one that's been snacking, you know, pretty late into the night and you wake up early and you start eating right away, we might need to look at a 10 hour fast and that's okay. Let's do 10 hours and let's get to 12 hours. Most of that is sleeping. And then we can start building to 14 hours or 16 hour fast, but that's something that's easy. And I always have people, let's just start out with a glass of water in the morning, but I keep getting sidetracked here. Let's get back to the grocery store. So what are we, what are we doing? We're going to go into that grocery store. We're going to look at the produce section, right? So we obviously are not picking up potatoes, but what we will be looking at are, are good greens. So I am not a kale fan. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I know like everybody's like, seriously, you don't do kale. I did kale for years. And then I realized that it's like some of the highly most pesticide out there. Um, Dave Asprey, even just recently from Bulletproof was saying timeout kale is like what is supposed to be on your salad bar as a decoration. It is not meant to be eaten like this in the quantities that people do. So I stick away, stay away from kale, but you can like spinach is good. You can grab your salads. Um, you can buy your pre-mixed salads, make it super easy or otherwise, you know, like let's not just do, um, the head of lettuce, but let's look at uh, the romaine lettuce. All right. Um, let's grab some carrots. I'm not going to get so strict with keto that you can't have carrots right now. Like if you are transitioning in, let's grab these, let's grab some tomatoes. Let's grab some peppers, all sorts of colors of peppers. You can grab a couple of sweet potatoes for your carb cycling days, but if you're just starting out, we're not going to be cycling carbs right away. So we're going to look at the vegetable aisle, walk up and down. Yeah. No corn is not a vegetable. All right. We're looking, that's going to be, that's carbohydrate. So I want you to look at your greens, your leafy veggies. And then if we're looking at fruits, let's look more towards some blueberries or your blackberries, raspberries, depending on the season, they may be there. They may not be there, but if you're going to do fruit, let's do that. I would not be doing bananas right now or your higher sugar content fruits. All right. Things like, like, let's not go through, um, let's not do grapes even right now, but we can look at things like berries. If they're not there, where else can you find them? The freezer section. So the freezer section is a great place. Costco has got a lot of these organic, but before we head to the freezer, let's get back to the produce section. I want you to grab some avocados too. These are going to be your best friend. 
avocados are an amazing source of fat, an amazing source of nutrients of potassium. People think of bananas for potassium. There's more potassium in an avocado than a banana, believe it or not. So let's look at those. And also while we're in this section, typically in some stores, kind of where you can find some of your nuts and seeds. So if you want some almonds, you can grab some of those, some pecans, that type of stuff. Cashews are going to be a little higher sugar content. So I probably would stay away from those at the beginning. All right. So we've got all of our salad stuff. We've got our veggies, green beans, all this good stuff. So now we're going to move over to the meat section. So this is when you can look for some good qualities of meat, whether it's chicken, whether it's fish, whether it's beef, you know, you can look for some, you know, shrimp in the freezer section too. Um, you can look for some cold cuts. Um, I'm not a huge fan on all of this, but it's okay at this point. Like if we're transitioning in, we're just transitioning in. If you do dairy, go ahead. I'm not going to tell you to cut it all out right now, because again, I want you to be able to be doing this later. So you can look at the cheeses. If you're telling me I can't live without cheese right now, well, go ahead, go and buy some of the cheeses, right? Like that's fine. But in the long term, we don't want to do this all the time. But as we're transitioning in, that's a okay. All right. Cream cheeses, whatever it is, your sour cream, you can grab those, but guess what else I want you to grab is eggs. I want you to get a bunch of eggs because we're going to hard boil these. We're going to use them. We're going to use them in all sorts of things. Um, but hard boiled eggs are going to be an amazing protein source for you just to be able to grab in between meals if you're hungry. Um, but it's also great for meals, right? Like I said, sometimes I have hard boiled eggs or hard boiled. I cook up some eggs for dinner and it's fine. And again, what do I mix it up with? If I'm trying to make an omelet or something, I use coconut milk guys. So, um, we'll talk about that when we get down to the, which, which aisles we're going into. All right. So you're going to grab some of that. I want really good quality protein. Um, and you're, I mean, we're looking for probably a hundred grams of protein every day for you, for whoever, like I want at least that I find that people just don't get enough protein in. All right. And I know like, that's going to be one of those things out there where people say, well, am I doing so much protein? It's knocking me out of ketosis. I think that's going to be a, that's a whole nother episode, but right now we're not going to worry about that. That's the nitty gritty of, all right, I've been in keto for quite a while and something's not working anymore. So right now, as we're transitioning into keto, this is where we're at. All right. Now, where else are we heading? We've been through produce. We've been through our meat department. All right. Now we're going toward the dairy. We grab that stuff. What else do you want? Do you use creamer in your coffee? Whatever it is that you need to get through some butter. We're going to grab some of that stuff. Like I said, lots of eggs. Um, people always ask me about yogurt. I want you to stay away from the yogurt because it's so full of sugar. It's just, it is what it is. They market you guys on, on yogurt like crazy. And everybody comes in and they're like, oh, but I do it for my probiotics. The amount of probiotics you would need to eat or the amount of yogurt you would need to eat to get the decent amount of probiotics of what you can get in a good quality capsule. Like you would have to eat so much. You would be so constipated. It's not going to, yeah, that that's marketing. All right. So, um, you know, the fermented foods I do, I love the fermented foods like sauerkraut, but the amount that I just find dairy is so constipating and, uh, for you to really get the good quality of probiotics that you would need, uh, there's weights you'd have to eat so much. And like I said, they are like yogurt is so full of sugar and no, I don't want the aspartame ones, right? Because I really want you to get used to quality of food and just 
tasting as food is intended to be. So that way you can get rid of some of those sweet, the sweetness in your mouth. So that way you can get to that point where you're like, oh my gosh, a carrot is sweet. You know what? This fruit that I have, I can taste the sugar in it. Like I'm like, this fills me up. I'm good. All right. So we've gone through there. So now where can we head? We can head over to the freezer section. And this is when you can grab some of those fruits that I told you about the berries. This is when you can grab some of the broccoli or green beans or uh, cauliflower. So amazing. Have you seen all those memes that when cauliflower can become a pizza crust, you know, like, wow, that's some big stuff. I'm not going to tell you to go buy the cauliflower pizza, but go, my gosh, Costco has got diced cauliflower. One of my hacks there. I will cook that with some bone broth just for some flavoring. And it makes up just a really yummy side dish. And I use that with my protein that's been cooked in fat. So you can make some great stir fries that way too. So if you find some freezer, like frozen um, peppers, you can do that for a stir fry pea pods. Oh my goodness. Up and down those aisles, grab whatever you want out of that freezer section. We're not going to do canned veggies. How about that? Mm -mm, No, no canned fruit because those are usually in lots of sugar. So up and down that freezer section. So now what else do we need? We need some good quality fat to cook with. So like I said, go and grab some coconut oil, go and grab uh, olive oil for your salad dressings. If you want to do that, like olive oil and some good quality um, balsamic vinegar or some apple cider vinegar, where else now you can find so many, like, um, I think it is, I'm trying a blank primal palette. Is that what it's called? Um, Oh gosh, Mark Sisson's company has got some amazing salad dressings you can find. You're not going to be doing a ton of it on there. They're a little pricey, but again, they're going to last for a while. So it just depends on what you want to spend on there, but there are so many options now. And again, just look at your labels because, um, there's so many that are filled with lots of sugar. Tessame is another brand. I know there's like an avocado ranch that's really yummy. Um, these are the ones, you guys, to be honest, when I'm buying these type of pantry type items, I don't buy them in my grocery store. The best deals that I find is on Thrive Market and uh, Vitacost. So I'll put a link below for Thrive Market. And then, I mean, I do those and I'll do auto ship. So I get them at another whatever percentage off. But, um, and it's not like I'm ordering them every month. I ordered those like once every four months or something like that, or when I need them, um, I'll use them as marinades, but the other thing, gosh, Costco has them too. So, um, I don't have a Sam's club. I guess I do have a Sam's club near me. I I just ended up with a Costco membership years ago that I've always had. So I do know what Costco has, but I'm sure Sam's has got the same type of options, right? So, um, the other thing, the hack for almonds and that type of stuff, go to the baking section at Costco, because you'll be able to get like a 10 pound bag of almonds for like so much cheaper than buying individual things. The other great place that I find for little snacks like that is Trader Joe's. They've got a really great selection of your nuts and your seeds, and you can buy the, you know, the Trader Joe dressings and the, all of these little condiment stuff you can find there. Plus they've got I mean, that's where you can get your grass-fed beef and all those things too. So if you have a Trader Joe's close, I would actually, I would encourage you to go and check that out. It's not that you have to like, just because I'm saying organic doesn't mean you have to shop at Whole Foods because um, I don't, should I be saying all this stuff? I'm not a Whole Foods fan. Just saying like the store, I'm not one of their fans. Um, All sorts of other reasons, but yeah. 
but Trader Joe's, you can check that out um, as well in Aldi's, right? Like the, their brother is Aldi's. Um, they've got a lot of great stuff too, that you can go and scope out and grab too. So, I mean, I totally check out all of your places for this stuff. So um, you might want to, like I said, grab your, grab your stevia drops, your seltzer water. If you find some zucchini, you can create your own noodles. Um, here's chocolate addicts, ladies. I get it right. I got love my chocolate. The ones that I have found, and again, thrive market or Vitacost Lily's chocolate is stevia based. So literally like low carb chocolate. And, uh, that's, I feel like all of our right to have chocolate. <laughs> chocolate is also a nice source of magnesium. So when we crave a lot of chocolate pre period, right? Like that's when we do it. Um, we might just want to increase our magnesium as well. So, um, where else do I go? Like I said, I really don't do the grocery store very often. I order my meat from butcher box. Uh, so, and they're amazing. So I get a delivery once every couple of months and I mean, even in the summertime in Michigan, it still arrives completely frozen. And those are all grass-fed, grass-finished beef, um, but it's everything else. Like you can get chicken, you can get everything from that. Uh, even Thrive Market, you can order a freezer box too. So like I was talking with a patient the other day, she's like, time out, like, are they shipping it? Is this coming through FedEx or is it, she's like, I live in the boondocks. I'm like, I live in the boondocks too. I can't get shipped to me. Like my friends have been telling me to do that for years. I can't get Uber Eats or anything out by me. So everything has to be literally FedExed or UPS to me. So, um, that's what I do. So butcher box has been amazing for me, um, that I know I'm getting quality products, uh, and you know, grass-fed grass finished products. I'm getting like my thrive market. You can do that stuff. Um, some of the other things, if you're a person that really love crackers and you're like, I just don't know what to do now you can switch over. And uh, there are different brands out there. Simple mills is one. They're not necessarily keto, but if you're looking for a crunch, know that there's stuff like that. Siete is another brand that is amazing on stuff as well. And so they have like tortilla chips, but aren't tortilla chips. They're grain free. That's a nice little crunch for products. But again, this is not necessarily keto. Um, but they're nice, healthier alternatives than doing some of your other products. All right. And especially as we're going through and people want to heal their gut and all sorts of stuff that way. Let's look at some of the lesser inflammatory foods. Um, you want to grab some spices too. Like I think people underestimate the value of salt and pepper. So some good pink Himalayan sea salt. So if you start using that with your food and with just cooking with your coconut oil, or even cooking with a butter, like I told you flavor of the food is amazing but also go and grab a bunch of just different seasonings. And so it can be just taco seasoning. It can be what you can add some dill. You can add some thyme. You can add different flavors, the basil, oregano. You can do a lot with this stuff. I have an amazing chocolate chili recipe that I used from it's Melissa Jawan's. Um, oh my goodness. I can't even remember her, her blog, but her, what's her book name? Um, it's one of the best paleo cookbooks that I ever found. It's where I learned to make mayonnaise, which then I use as salad dressing, right? Um, I can't think of what it is. Well, well fed, that's what it's called. Um, she's got a great chocolate chili recipe. So I'll do that with maybe some bison and beef or just with beef, but there's no beans in it, right? It's a paleo recipe, but I cook that in coconut oil. Uh, cook up my beef. I add in all of these seasonings with basil and oregano. And then I add in raw cacao. Like that's what makes it right. And then there's like some cumin in, in, in it. And then 
I make my own bone broth, but then as time happens, right? Like now I've got all the time in the world, but over the course of the last several years with my travel schedule, I didn't have time. So I was buying a lot of my uh, bone broth from Kettle and Fire directly. So I can put that link there below. You can find them pretty much everywhere, but I mean, it is easy enough to make your own bone broth. If you don't know how to do that, you find, you know, some, some, bones. A lot of butchers will have them. My local uh, grocery store in Ann Arbor actually just sold and they were grass-fed bones. I would look, I will tell you this, I would look for grass-fed on this one and organic because um, heavy metals can store in our bones. And so since we're going to be simmering these bones for a long while, I don't really want you to do that. So that's why I am so picky on my collagen. That's why I am so picky on my bone broth proteins, like all of this stuff I want from grass-fed animals. Um, the stuff I carry in my office, I want to know where they're coming from. Usually it's coming from cows in Switzerland. Um, that's the reason why, you know, I made the mistake once I bought several thousand dollars from a company for the office of bone broth protein. And they, again, they marketed me. I read that it was non-GMO. I went through, I didn't dig and it showed up at the office and I saw that it was non-GMO when I was like, well, this is stupid. Of course it's non-GMO. You hit, you know, now genetically modify a cow but it wasn't organic. And I just sat there. I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And then I talked with another chiropractor. He's like, I did the same exact thing. And he's like, I don't even know what to do with this products right now. So like we didn't eat them. I don't even remember what I did. If I called the company and said, we just take it back. I don't want them, but they will market you. So there's a lot of things like, you know, non-GMO. Well, we've got to research like, are they genetically modifying cows? No, like it doesn't matter if it's non-GMO or not. Right. So they will play those words, but know that things when it is um, the GMO project certified on there or non GMO project certified like that is actually it can't be genetically modified um, organic that USDA label of organic. It can't be non-organic, right? So there are percentages with it, but typically those labels are pretty good to look for but they'll use other words on their boxes. All natural eh, doesn't mean anything. All right. What are some of the other things? Um, certain things you're just like, it eh, doesn't really mean much. So know what foods are genetically modified, what aren't. If you're interested in learning more about GMO foods, I had Jeffrey Smith on the podcast a while ago. He is the one that really brought this to the forefront years ago as to what GMO foods were, why it was so important to get them out of our lives. Um, you will want to go back to that podcast and listen to that one because he gives you very, very simple steps. And like I told him, I said, I don't want to freak people out, but I want people to understand that we do need to clean up our diets to remove some of these genetically modified foods. Um, all right. What are some other sources of like creamer for your coffee? Let's go. I want to go back to some different switch outs. What I do like, um, you can find nut pods is a really good one. That's made with different types of milk or Calafia has a brand of that too. But like I said, coconut, actual canned coconut milk, grab some of that when you're in the shelves in the aisles. I want you to grab some of that. You've got your seasonings. Um, looking for the auto ship discounts. If you're going to order things from online, obviously, do we even have coupon cutters anymore? I don't even know. Like I don't really hit the grocery stores that often. Like I've really become that person. I'm like, just, it's easier. It's faster for me to put it on there. And then instead of creating like a list, um, I just, it's like, okay, log in quick, add in this one, boom, boom, boom. It's set for my next delivery. I want you to look at it this way. Also, the money that you spend on good food in turn helps translates to good health which then translates to less money you spend on healthcare later on. 
I have said that for years, right? Because people have always said to me, why would I pay organic for, you know, pay prices for organic when I can get it so much cheaper this way? I understand like my health is a priority to me, right? Like if you don't have your health, it doesn't mean anything. You think of, um, oh my goodness, the guy that was in charge of Apple, right? Like he had all the money in the world, but he didn't have his health. And that means nothing at the end of the day. Like you can try to pay for your health later on, but if it doesn't matter, we've got to help maintain our health. And after what we see, what we have gone through over the course of the last two years, we understand what comorbidities are at this point. And we understand the ramifications of what comorbidities can happen and what that can do to our health. So let's make sure we can keep our blood sugar in check. Let's keep our body weight in check. I don't care about the number on the scale. I want to know your body composition better. Like if you've got more muscle, less fat, that's perfect. I don't care what the BMI says. It might tell you that you're obese, right? But if you've got better quality protein, like better quality muscle on you and you're not all flab, like unfortunately muscle weighs more than fat, right? Not unfortunately, like it's a good thing, but Unfortunately, in our medical society, they look at that as BMI. They look at the stupid number on the scale and they say, oh, you're obese. No, you're not. Right. So I want you to like, literally, if you are a very muscular person, if you are lifting, if you are doing good things and have good health, don't get overwhelmed with the number on your scale. Like I tell that to our ladies in our coaching program all the time, right? Like as we start to go through this and you are losing fat, fat does not weigh near, you've got a lot more space fat takes up in a, in a pound of fat than it does a pound of muscle, right? Pound of muscle is tight and compacted. So we're not looking at the scale all the time. It's a nice check-in, but what really is a great check-in is how do your pants fit? How is the shirt? Like, can you button up the shirt? I want you to look at those markers and how loose the clothing becomes and how much more in detail your arms are after, you know, all that stuff. I want you to look at those wins versus looking at a number on the scale. And I do not want you to start beating yourself up over a number on the scale because it didn't shift enough this week. All right. So I want you to realize that there are a lot of non-scale victories going through the grocery store and not loading it up with a bunch of crap is a non-scale victory reaching for a glass of water when you really wanted a pop is a non-scale victory. Teaching your kids lifelong, amazing, healthy habits is a huge non-scale victory. So I did this in a kind of a little hodgepodge mess, but I hope we got those points across. If you want more information, like make sure you're part of our Ketone Your Health Facebook group. So you just have to search for ketone as in own your health. So K-E-T-O-W-N, your health, because I share a lot of great recipes over there. Um, we share a lot of just great information. So I'd love to have you. Uh, and this that's where I get my podcast ideas because it's you guys that are sharing it with me over there in that group. And you kind of get to know me at a different level. So if you like this podcast, go ahead and share it out. What I would really love if you like this podcast, if you could give us a review, if you're listening over on Apple, that would be amazing. I'm going to be honest. I am not good at asking for reviews. I'm not good for asking at reviews in my office. I'm not good for asking at reviews for this. Um, but if you did like it, please share it out. Please give us a review over there. And uh, if you'd like more information and just some nutritional coaching with me, uh, you can book a discovery call over at a bit.ly, B-I-T, 
bit.ly forward slash Dr. Lisa Consult. And we can get you booked and really deep dive in to making some good, healthy changes. Did you like that episode? If I may ask you a huge favor, I would love it if you went on over to Apple Podcast and gave us a review. I personally read each and every one of them as they come in, and I am always inspired by your feedback. So I would be so appreciative if you did that. And here is the legalese. All content provided by Dr. Lisa Olszewski and her guests in her programs, including this podcast, her website, summits, and other platforms, is for educational and informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider before you make any changes to your health routine, especially related to this content. Ask your physician questions about medical conditions. No statement has been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products mentioned or discussed in these programs are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hear it all the time. How do I get my kids to eat fruits and vegetables? How can I get them to take a multivitamin? Or even for our adults, I hate fruits and vegetables. How do I incorporate some of the great benefits of this? This is why I created the Nourish Super Greens and Super Reds. You are going to love them. They are all organic. You have organic green blend and an organic red antioxidant blend. But what else I love about this... I brought in immune support as well. So we have such amazing superfoods, all of the different mushrooms that are in there, along with digestive enzymes. And you can just mix it into your smoothie. You can mix it into some water, but it tastes good. There are no added sugars. You're going to love it. So just click the link below or go to drlisao.com and click the shop button.